It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do that. offense. Hey everyone, hey hey, did you miss us? It's time for the NFL in London pad, uh, podcast. That's right, podcast, podcast. Uh, Wade McWayne here joining me. We've got so many new Callum Squires is here. Well, welcome, join us, Callum. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Yes, good, good. We got your. Uh, we met uh, at a bar, as uh, of all places. <laughs> it's a story. But let's uh, give give people the, the folks at home a little intro. Uh, how did you get into American football, and how did you really start picking it up? Uh, my the first game I ever watched was the Giants Patriots Super Bowl um, with the David Tyree helmet catch, and just kind of fell in love with it from there, and kind of developed an affinity for American sports. And then I went to university in the states, and uh, was in a NCAA football environment as much as anything else and just kind of continued to fall in love with the NFL and a long-suffering uh, Miami Dolphins fan. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a rough week. Um, so, you know, we can we can, we can can get to that. But, yeah, just kind of fell in love with the uh, kind of oversized chess game that is uh, American football played with, uh, you know, real human bodies. So, exactly. Now, yeah. which uh, university did you go to? I went to Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. Go Tigers. Yeah, um, is that what it was? And what division was that? NCAA Division Three. So I've lived, like, the... Uh, the low-level student athlete yeah. life, um, but a very uh, a great time at the same time, and you know had had a blast out there and did some work with the broadcasting department out there and all those things, and just uh, excited to be able to talk about some NFL as well. Well, it is it's very exciting, uh, always exciting weeks in the NFL. Your bar, you sometimes show NFL do you as well. We you show, yeah, you showing the Saturday game. Yeah, the Victoria Tavern uh, on Holloway Road, two hundred three Holloway Road. We show the NFL on on Saturday night and on Sunday. Um, Perfect. The, the first game for sure on the Saturday night, and then the uh, the six and the nine thirty ones on on Sunday. Don't stay open. Sadly enough, I know I know you and Ryan constantly go on about finding a place to watch the one. Well, it's it's, it's very difficult. I yeah. mean, we'll talk about stuff later, Super Bowl and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's uh, very difficult to find a place that's late night in London. Mm. You can watch stuff, and it, it seems so weird that the city the size of London does not have any late night. Like you go to New York, it's yeah. late night everywhere. Well, it, it 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 kind of bounces off the fact that in the UK we think we're a sports country, and and we're just not. When you compare us to North America, yeah. um, we like to think that we care a whole lot about sports. But when you look at the amount of money and the effort and the care that people in North America put into it, um, you know, you go to nice restaurants in North America, and there are TVs showing the game in every nice restaurant, and it's just not that way here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to me, it's surprising with the way that the NFL and and the NBA and just North American sports in general are growing here so quickly um, that more bars aren't you know catching that market um, yeah. I know there are some they tend to be tend to be more central and you know there's uh, the Alex around here and things like that which which are a good option as well yeah um, I mean it, there's a market for someone to corner it's yeah. just it's going gonna to take the right bar owner to do it really well Ryan and I talked about because my idea was to have something almost like you know like the Soho House private mm. members club yeah, yeah, where yeah. you do like a private member sports club where you pay a fee but you're open 24 hours yeah. and so that allows people to come in whether you're an Aussie or South African or North American if your sports are not on that time zone there's TVs and you can bring your friends so yeah, I mean, I mean that there's a market there, no doubt. You know, yeah. with, with the with the amount of TV, the you know amount of sports on TV from around the world in the UK now, you know, BT ESPN has a really good selection of NCAA yeah. stuff and the MLB and you know Sky with their new NBA contract and things like that. They've there's there's always stuff to watch. It's just yeah. sadly it's on at a time where you know you either have to watch it on your own in your house or or try and desperately find somewhere to, to go and so if hey if that, yeah. if that private members club is a serious suggestion let's trademark it and yeah no i mean I, there's always <laughs> always things to look at but i mean uh, for me you know it's uh, it is trying to find i mean we did talk about yesterday you and i were talking that uh, sky sports has picked up their north american channel yeah which they just rebranded was that the yeah. champions league channel or yeah, something i mean it's i know it's a pop-up channel i i like the way it's going i like i like, yeah. I like it as a concept that you know for the month of january and a little bit of february really centered around the super bowl um and the playoffs in the NFL, yeah. obviously they're uh 
they're promoting North American sports on, on their channel. And I, th- I think that's great. I mean, they, they probably need another couple of strings to their bow to really make it a full-time channel. Yeah. Um, sadly, the MLS season doesn't really fit with this. Um, no, it doesn't. Know, it's just finished. Um, but if they could get, you know, the MLB contract off BT potentially, or maybe some of the NCAA stuff, you know, with the national championship game coming up, I bet they wish they had that. Sure, um, yeah. College football playoff. So, you know, there's 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 ways to do it. I just think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, I've sort of, Ryan and I have talked about this before, that it really looks like it's going to be like an Amazon or a Facebook that gets all the streaming, yeah, which yeah. will take away from the fact of, of Game Pass, it'll take away from Sky, yeah. it'll take away from BT, because these guys are way bigger. They, It's better for them to have a lucrative streaming contract, to be able to stream all these games, to have yeah. everything. I mean, you know in North America, when I go on Saturday mornings, yep. soccer or football is on every channel, yeah. every game. Yeah. And and it's everyone, like even my parents' package in Canada, you can get uh, you can get Germany, you can get yeah. Spain, you get France, you get all of them, and you just flick through all the leagues. It's, it's, it's honestly amazing that I probably watched more soccer during my time in America than I than I do on a weekly basis here just because there's more on, you know. And it, yeah. is, it is spread out through the day, honestly. Having the Premier League in the early morning and then your yeah. NFL throughout the day helps you watch more if you're oh, an yeah. addicted sports fan like we are. Um, but just, you know, like the Premier League games in the UK blacked out at 3 p.m., so you can't watch those ones, yeah. which is a historical thing. Um, but then, you know, the Bundesliga and so on and La Liga can be difficult to find in the UK. And, yeah, you know, again. 11 sports are popping up out of nowhere and no one's ever heard of them or even have that channel. And well, because, so. you know, being in a sports bar too, because I mean, you know, we throw NFL and then you'd have a bunch of Spanish people show up going, yeah. hey, put on our game. And it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Well, there's six of you yeah. and there's 300 of us, yeah. so uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't I don't see many uh, Real Madrid fans winning a fight against a bunch of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. But no, it's just, uh, no, Steelers fans yeah. are kicked the shit out of each other. <laughs> so we're going to get into the games. Uh, uh, we're going to make some picks. Callum and I will make some picks in terms of who we think is going to win. Uh, we'll start with the Saturday game, which we'll be showing at your bar, the Victoria. Also yep. be showing at the, uh, the Princess Alex in Crowgen. I will not be there because uh, I got my daughter and it's Christmas weekend. <laughs> And Santa's coming, everyone, and he's bringing the Bears to the Super Bowl. Ooh. Yes, we'll, we'll he get there. is. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's, let's start. Saturday game, 7-7 seven and seven in Washington versus the 8-6 and six Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee was able to put the clamps on Saquon Barkley in week five. We'll do the same thing to Adrian Peterson uh, and Josh Johnson. Quarterback, what's going to happen here? How do you see this game going? Tennessee is a ten-point favorite in this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Tennessee wins this one. Um, I, th- I think they'll probably cover that ten-point spread. The Washington offense is anemic at best right now. I think uh, Vernon Davis stepping in for Jordan Reed, and he's questionable at the best of times. When you look at Adrian Peterson's scrimmage yards, it was 105 a game in September, October, and it's dropped all the way down to about 55 recently. And if you yeah. take out that one run against the Eagles he had, they really haven't had any offense for the better part of a month. Yeah. Um, and when you like you just said, you know, talking about Saquon being shut out, not many teams have done that no. this year. And they, they held the Giants impressively. And right now, you know, can you bet against Derrick Henry, really? Which has well, kind yeah. of come out of nowhere. But He's adjusted his running style. He said that he adjusted it. He watched some tape on himself. And he said, you know what? I see what I'm doing here. I'm not shifting my weight properly. I'm not doing this. He's adjusted it. He's been, he's been doing really well. And Washington can't really stop the run. Washington only has their running game. They don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, Josh Johnson, you know, throw, is he going to throw Jamison Crowder? I mean, he might pick up a few yards. But that Tennessee defense is the one that put the clamps on the New England Patriots. They're up and down. I mean, they're still eight and six. Marcus Mariota still has you know trouble scrambling, but yeah. it'll be a very interesting game because Washington cannot stop the run, um, and Derrick Henry should be able to have a heck of a game on his hands there. I mean, when you talk about six touchdowns in two weeks, that's impressive anyway. But this was my favorite stat that I found this week. I un- unlikely because it's a large number, but if Derrick Henry runs for two hundred and forty yards, <laughs> he'll break the record for a three-game span that's currently held by O.J. Simpson. 
Well, you know, I think a lot of records people don't want to touch of OJ's, but um, <laughs> that would be an interesting one. I think Martin... 240 is a lot to ask for, but yeah. it could, stranger things have happened. Well, the other thing you sort of look to, and I, I wonder about the spread, is uh, that Tennessee is looking ahead to week 17 as well, which is Indianapolis. Yeah. So I wonder sometimes, do you overlook this Washington team? Do you go, ah, a bunch of bums will beat them? Because 10 points is a lot. Uh, when you start looking at it, or do you just, you know, because you start getting ahead, you want to start resting people. Yeah, I, I agree 10 points is large. I was surprised when I saw it was a 10-point spread. I didn't think it would be quite that disparity. But can you really trust Josh Johnson um, no. and Washington? No. And Tennessee has something very obvious to fight for, and they are kind of just on a roll. And I, for me, I think, you know, I, I, I had it 24-13 for Tennessee. 24-13? Uh, 24-13, yeah. Okay. Right, right at the over-under. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think, I, think Tennessee will, I think Tennessee will cover the 10 just about, yeah. Well, I've got it pretty close. i got a 24-10 in that okay. one okay. Tennessee winning. I think they will cover it. Uh, they will be looking ahead to Indianapolis. But, you know, Washington is just a pile of dog feces. They really are. <laughs> and and you're not, yeah. they're not really going to get anything together. You know, they got a 7-7 seven and seven record, but... Come on, they're looking ahead. They're looking ahead to, to golfing season. I mean, the seven and seven's got an asterisk because they beat the Jags last week, and yeah, know, the Jags beat themselves. Let's be the Jags are always beating themselves, yeah. and we'll get into that battle of Florida later. <laughs> that turd fest. Great. Yeah. So let's move on to the late game. This actually be a really good game, and it yeah. sucks. Really sucks that it's going to be on yeah. at one thirty in the morning in the UK. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will be watching catch up or NFL recaps in the morning. Eight and six, Baltimore Ravens facing the eleven and three LA Chargers. Uh, we've had Ezekiel uh, Eckler's been injured. Gordon, they say, is injured, but he's probably be back because he's practicing. Keenan Allen injured. Uh, and this is a true test for the Chargers against this Baltimore defense, who has just been really, really putting uh, the heat on people. I, I feel really sorry for the Chargers because at 11 and 3, the fact that they're right now, and when I did my playoff calculations earlier, probably going to end up as the five seed, I think. Yeah. It's really tough. Well, that's they've had yeah. an unbelievable season, but the Chiefs are just superb as well um, I mean I, I like what you pointed out about Melvin Gordon he was really gutted not to be playing against Kansas City last week yeah. they were showing him in warm ups thought he could play I think he will play yeah. um, without Keenan Allen that does if he is out that does take a, a bit of a hit on the offense but you've got to look at what Mike Williams did last week and yeah. say you know credit to Philip Rivers for the throws but Williams still made a hell of a number of plays to, to beat the Chiefs in the end in yeah. an unbelievable finish but that's we're talking a Chiefs D versus this Baltimore defense who, yes. who really imposes on the run I mean they've clamped down on the run on everyone uh, they're also saying Hunter Henry might be back and, cool. and that's one thing that Baltimore doesn't cover well which is the tight end uh, and it's always Ryan and I were talking because every time you watch uh, when they have Antonio Gates it's always 38 yeah. year old Antonio <laughs> yeah. Gates no, it's I, like Jesus we get it alright just, just he stop can it. still move but yeah, he moves in, in stages you know well, you've also got a Baltimore team, which is very hungry, uh, obviously with the playoffs going, uh, you know, being able to seeing how, you know, Pittsburgh win yesterday, last week over the New England Patriots, keeping that division tight. You know, if they can win these final two games, really put the, the heat on things. Uh, how do you see this then going? And what is your uh, what is your score in this? Then? I, I have it 27-17 in favor of the Chargers. Okay. Um, I I like the Baltimore defense. I understand how good they are. They are 4-1 and one with Lamar Jackson, but those four wins have been against some sub-500 teams that are not the most impressive in general. Yeah. They do have 190-plus rush yards in five straight games, which is an impressive rushing attack, but you kind of know what they're going to do. They're going to run it at you, and then they'll throw it to change it up, which is sure. a really kind of strange yeah. offense. And I think the Chargers' defense, I actually think, is is, is quite solid. Yeah. Um, and they held up well against Kansas City's explosive offense. And so 
I just see this as a battle that the Chargers probably just have slightly too much in the end. Um, Rivers' is 31-8 to touchdown-interception ratio is looking really good right now, and he's having a hell of a season. And yeah. To be honest, I want the Chargers to win in this game, and I, I think they will in this one. I think they'll, okay. they'll be able to see it past Baltimore. Well, I've got this a different way. I've oh, got, I've got this, my heart straight I got this one, Baltimore, winning this one 27-26. Uh, I think Baltimore is just looking ahead. Um, they are going to move and shake around. L.A. already knows... You know they they're doing well. They are going to make the playoffs, <clears throat> but you know they they'll have Melvin Gordon going. I just don't see. I see Baltimore too hungry in this game. Okay, very too hungry. And you know L.A. While their defense is starting to emerge, um, they're just going to you know they're going to move this ball around. They're going to throw the ball. There's going to be a lot of pass options to the running man. Um, so I've got a 27-26. I was worried about instantly the first time that you said you had a different game to me. I was going to doubt myself. And instantly, instantly, I am. But I'm, I'm confident with the Chargers. I, 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 I am glad you're we'll confident. See. I think I think they'll be looking ahead. Let's move on to another game. We've got Tampa Bay, Dallas, uh, yeah. five and nine Buccaneers uh, looking to fire their coach. Uh, eight and six Dallas, uh, who who were shut out last week. Uh, it was the first Dallas shutout at home for Jason Garrett. Um, and so Dallas is seven point favorites in this one. Uh, Will Zeke and Amari Cooper. Uh, now you got guard Zach Martin is out too, which is really hurtful yeah. for them. Uh, and Tampa Bay really has been ineffective. How do you, how do you like this game? I, th- I think Dallas. I think Dallas wins this game. I think they bounce back from the zero points at Indy. I mean, Tampa Bay's defense has some good elements to it for sure. Um, but I think the the Cooper Zeke one two punch is probably a little bit too much for them in this one. I think it'll be close within a score. I have it twenty four seventeen Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, right on that spread, you said of seven. Um, I think Dallas's defense is is the real impressive kind of story of the last month or two of the season because they've popped up out of almost nowhere. And to be fair, Leighton Van Der Esch is looking incredible. Yeah, his, his performance against the Saints is still probably one of the best single game performances all year. Um, and you know you, you talk about Mike Evans and, and the Buccaneers offense and you know I think they've got weapons that can hurt Dallas but I just see the Cowboys even without Martin I think the, the Cowboys run game being just strong enough to, to see that one through on the whole yeah I mean Zeke I think is going to have one hell of a game yeah um, James Winston is going to be a lot of trouble because they, they don't have a running game Peyton Barber's going to get shut down by that defense their O-line sucks <laughs> yeah. um, and so I really see James Winston who's just going to get torched in this game I have this as a 28-20 to 20 Dallas okay. victory, yeah. covering that seven-point spread. I got them to beat by eight. Um, and Dallas looking forward to moving forward and, and putting the clamps on that division. Yeah, I, you know, they, they're the best team in the NFC East, though that isn't really saying No, much. it's not. No, it's um, nothing. You know, when you talk about the, the, the Washington team we were talking about earlier and, and, and the Eagles just to go from the Super Bowl heights of last year to where they are this year is, is kind of very strange. But the, the Cowboys... They're, they're going to win that, and I, I think they'll they'll be pretty happy going into the playoffs in the situation. Yeah, I mean, it's a season of injuries, and that's that's really what's sort of uh, yeah. taking people down. And so these injuries have really messed up that Philadelphia team. Uh, not having a running game also really hurts them. Uh, let's move on to uh, the AFC East here. We've got the 5-9 and nine Buffalo Bills versus the 9-5 and five New England Patriots. That's so nice to hear. I know. Five, isn't it? five defeats. 13 point spreads. Josh Gordon is gone, uh, suspended. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was substance abuse problems. There was mental health problems. Um, wondering about the timing of this. Interesting enough, though, if you actually look at Tom Brady, though, this year, which I was looking at, uh, this is his best year in the past five years. 66% really? uh, completion rate with a 7.8 yards per pass average. That's better than he's had since 2011. 
And everyone's saying that he's fallen off the cliff. Everyone's saying he's old and he's falling off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a lot of times I find where he's trying to force the ball to Gronk a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of passes. There's just a lot of drop balls. And there's just a lot of guys messing up. I mean, I mean to be honest, look, nine and five, as much as I enjoy hearing that, let's be honest, that's really 10 and four. Barring the miracle of Miami, ridiculous, sure. should never have happened. Sure. Um, and even last week against the Steelers, they were unlucky in bits of that game. Um, I, 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 it's really hard to bet against the Patriots as you get into December and January anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that it's a little bit premature talking about Brady's falling off a cliff for sure. I, I actually think the loss of Josh Gordon is... It's 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 a it's it's a blow for them. For it's sure, a blow for the playoffs. Lot, Maybe yeah. not for this game, but it's a yeah. big blow for the playoffs. Well, he's just got that game break speed that can really help. And you know, the, the the wide open touchdown to Hogan last week against the Steelers was you know a busted coverage rather than a great play or a great yeah. throw. And you know, I, having having Edelman's been back since he's come back has been great for them. But Gronk does look a. I think I think to be fair, if you're going to talk someone looking a shadow of themselves, I think Gronk looks more of a Oh God, he looks broken. I, I see this as his last year. I said this at last year that this would be Gronk's last year. Yeah. He just looks too broken. He well, looks like an old man trying to get up off the couch, trying to catch a ball and not stop anybody. I mean, for years, everyone's joked about the he looks bionic with all his braces, but now it feels like he is bionic oh, because yeah. he's put back together because he's, he is, like you said, he's, he's just broken. And um, I mean, I don't I don't think the Bills have enough to stop the Patriots. I really enjoyed watching Josh Allen in the last he's few great. weeks. He's been running around. He's been around, running yeah. around the place. They haven't really missed LaShawn McCoy, which is kind of crazy to say, though. I think he might be back for this game. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean... In in Foxborough, I, I don't really see any way Buffalo goes in and gets a win. New England has to bounce back if they're trying to still push for those top two spots, which I think they'll just miss out on. Okay. Um, but I have it 31-14. 31-14. Watch your pen clicking on the microphone there too, buddy. Yeah. Um, 31-14. I've got this one 34-17 uh, covering the spread in this one. Uh, interesting enough, here's an interesting fact. Uh, Bill Belichick, who he always he always finds one person to target knockout, which I think will be Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick at home against quarterbacks that are under 25. His record is 24 and 0 against them. <laughs> and is, never a has a quarterback stat. under 25 won at Foxborough. That's a fantastic. With Bill stat. Belichick, so uh, you know Josh Allen will be fun to watch. I think he they will be able to dump and dive the ball off. Buffalo will do some stuff because they play needy football. But it's in Foxborough. 13 points. Uh, uh, yeah, 34-17 is my is my call in this one. Let's move to the NFC now. Uh, two teams that, if you would have said at the start of the season, hey, the Falcons and the Panthers. <laughs> um, the 5-9 and nine Falcons against the 6-8 and eight Carolina Panthers. Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Everyone's acknowledged that Cam Newton is hurt, that he is wincing, uh, but they're still going to keep him playing because they're still in it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey continues to have big games all the time, and Atlanta's D is starting to step up. So how do you, how do you like this game? <sighs> it's, this was one of the three or four that I really went back and forth on. Um, I really like McCaffrey. I, I, I think he's, he's superb. He's he's brilliant. He's been top to bottom fantastic. Um, but th- six losses in a row because when when they were six and two, we were all thinking, oh yeah, the Panthers, the Panthers are going yeah. great. And I, I'm a Cam Newton fan. I like I like the way they run that team. Um, I've, this is this is one that I'm maybe doubting myself on, but I picked the Falcons. Okay, um, by two. Um, I think it'll be a relatively high-scoring game. Uh, I had it 30-28 to 28 okay. Atlanta. Um, and I don't really like my pick on that, but that's kind of what I think okay. will happen. Julio's been on, been on fire lately. Um, and, you know, I, I, do, I do think 
Calvin Ridley has actually had in patches a really nice rookie year. And if honestly, if, if Julio wasn't there, he'd be seeing even more than he is at times. Um, Matt Ryan has, has done a fairly good job on the whole, but they've they've really suffered with the loss of Devontae Freeman, I think. Tevin Coleman's yeah. done a solid job, but he's not Devontae Freeman. He's a shadow of, yeah. of Freeman. Um so yeah, I you know what, buddy, I agree. I agree. I think Atlanta's gonna win this one. I've got a twenty-one to twenty though. Okay. Uh, I think Atlanta's defense is really starting to come back. Deion Jones has been really good for them putting pressure on. Cam Newton is hurt, he can't throw the deep ball. Yeah. So they're just gonna rely on Christian McCaffrey. Mm. It's going to be too much for them. I think Atlanta uh, really, really needs this win uh, just for the safe saving face. They're five and nine. At least if you go six and you get seven wins, it's not a horrible season. It's not the same as how they were, but still, uh, I think it'll be a tough game. And I see Cam Newton being pulled at least at, cer- at a certain point. Uh, and they've got yeah. really no one to do it. They also don't have a really good offensive line. Carolina has a horrible offensive line. No, which, and, to be fair, makes McCaffrey's season even more impressive. It is. And, and I, w- I will say, I, d- I did just want to make sure I said the... The halfback pass for the touchdown last week was fantastic. Yeah, big, big fan of that. I thought I thought that was really nicely done all around. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm yeah, we're both going for Atlanta. So we'll Atlanta, see. hot Atlanta, hot Atlanta <laughs> mess. Uh, that one will be on red zone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got a few friends, Chapman, Atlanta fan, but uh, you can watch it on your own laptop. <laughs> okay, uh, the Battle of Florida. Uh, oh. Your team, the four and ten Saxonville. Bagwires, uh, who everyone thought was going to win the AFC last year, versus the seven and seven Miami Dolphins, who have surprised everyone from a team that everyone thought was dog shit. Um, turns out to be not horribly dog shit, but they're four point favorites in this one. Ryan Tannehill hurt again; he got crushed again in Minnesota. Um, but then you've got uh, you know how how is Cody Kessler going to fare against this Miami team? Because Miami's been surprising; they've always had New England's number, which I love. I love when they beat New England at home. <laughs> That's always fun. Um, they beat the Bears, uh, which I didn't like that. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about that one because yeah. I, th- I think that game could really, <laughs> really cost the Bears in, in the long run on the whole. Um, I mean, I, the, the Dolphins are you know perennially able to let you down when you think that you've figured it out. And so the miracle against New England sets you up in a really nice position and all you have to do is beat Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. who is not Tom Brady. Um, and then you get absolutely waxed. And so... You know, there's reasons for that, and you know, we're missing Xavier Howard and things like that, and he he might be back this week, which boosts the defense. And to be fair, the defense has done a solid job for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the really the really unbelievable thing is that the Dolphins are six and one at home. Yeah. Um, which you know, I, I saw a stat they haven't won seven games at home for like fifteen years. Wow. And that is, you know, tells you all you need to know about the Dolphins. Yeah. Really. Um, I, I think the Dolphins win this game. Um, Kessler has he's led one touchdown drive in thirty-one possessions yeah. since replacing Blake Bortles. And to be honest, I've always thought that the Bortles criticism was a little bit harsh. He's he's clearly not you know the next great quarterback, but he's better than Cody Kessler in in my mind. Yeah, um, I, I think so as well. I think it's just it's his football IQ. Yeah. You know, he was scrambling a lot, not having a running game. You know, is is Fournette gonna be back? Which could be something that would be good. His ankle was also hurt. Um, they relied on their defense, and you know he scrambled a lot, but they didn't. Ha- he doesn't have deep ball threat. He doesn't have, I think, good football IQ, which is being able to read the football field, see guys, be able to know that one, that one, that one. He just he looks for the pass that he wants. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he's he's had it tough. They've never really had any particularly good receiving core in in Jacksonville while he's been there, and you know, Fournette was a huge help last year, especially with the run they made, but that was obviously built on running the ball and the and the defense to getting them all the way to the AFC yeah. uh, the AFC final in the end. But I mean, you know, I 
I, I don't see this going any other way than, than the Dolphins winning it, um, even if Fournette is back. For me personally, I'm really excited to see what Kalen Balaj does. Yeah. Uh, following up last week, uh, he had that really, really explosive t- touchdown run. And there's kind of been rumblings all through the year about Balaj potentially being someone for the future and yeah. Frank Gore going down. Honestly, as great as Gore was this year, with his, with you know, still at his age being able to do it, um, giving Balaj a couple of games to see where he is might actually help in the long run. Develop yeah, I mean, the only the only thing I would say about that is Jacksonville is very good against a run. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's going to be very difficult for him in this. But yeah, I do. I think it was exciting to watch him. It's always good when you introduce a new running back into it. Um, you look at like Philip Lindsay, who was undrafted, mm-hmm. and no one wanted to give him a chance because he's five foot eight, yeah, and uh, Pro Bowl, yeah. breaks in, and and here he is having the season of his life. So it's always good, you know. These New Orleans has been really good with finding these undrafted people and, and making them stars. So what what is your what is your uh, I prediction, have it, as Cal? Well, the the line I saw was minus four for Miami, and yeah. I, I have it twenty four sixteen Dolphins. Um, I could see it being a. Uh, a four net rushing touchdown if he's healthy and a couple of field goals for the for the Jags and I think even even if Tannehill can't go uh, to be fair if you if you win a game with Brock Osweiler as your starting quarterback you should just be given kind of a bonus playoff berth I think because is that you, is that uh, a shot at the Bears no 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 no, no. but uh, that that was a uh, yeah that was an aberration to be fair so yeah, yeah. I mean, well I, th- I think the Dolphins take it twenty four sixteen uh, yeah I've got this one I've got a low scoring game I got the okay. Dolphins winning this one as well eighteen to thirteen a field goal. Fiesta, yep. just with these two defenses, the way these guys are playing. Uh, 18-13, boring game. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one I've got here. Uh, the Giants uh, yeah. versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, talking uh, MVP, uh, how about the year that uh, Andrew Luck is having? Um, man, he's been playing well. And OBJ, they're saying might be out. He might be back in. They're not sure. Uh, and this Indianapolis defense is really starting to put up things. Um Marlon Mack, will he have a good game? Who knows? How do you, how do you see this? Uh, the five and nine Giants, nine and a half point favorites for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Well, uh, touching on Andrew Luck, I was really impressed by them against the uh, the Texans a couple weeks ago. That that win to stop the Houston winning run was was really big for them, and and, and Luck was great in that. Large largely down to having T. Y. Hilton as his as his number one threat though, and Hilton hasn't practiced two days in a row and is questionable. Um, so if he's a no go, that that massively for me limits the, yeah. the Colts' offense. I, I do think they'll win this one. Um, the big Pro Bowl snub of the week was was the linebacker Darius Leonard not, yeah. not getting called in, and uh, I know he was you know quoted in the media as being furious and sure. he wants forty tackles, which you know is one thing or another. I, I I expect Saquon to bounce back a little bit after being shut up, shut down last week. Yeah, um, but I have it as as twenty eight twenty one Indy. Um, Barely not covering the spread. Yeah, no. I, th- I think that I think the Giants can can hang with them for a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, especially if OBJ is back. Yeah. Um, but I think Saquon will be running angry. And as as good as Indy was against Zeke last week, um, I think Saquon might be able to find some traction there against against the Colts. But I think the Colts need it for the playoffs. And yeah. The win. I think uh, yeah. So I've got I've got more of an Evan Ingram game just because okay. I think they will shut down the deep the the running game. Indianapolis has shut down running games before, and they're very good at it. Um, but I've got this Indianapolis winning this barely because I think New York will keep themselves in it, and Indianapolis might be looking ahead to next week against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I have them winning at thirty to twenty-seven, mm-hmm. um, a tight game. I think Marlon Mack is going to have a, an outstanding game. If you're playing DraftKings, <laughs> I would put him on your DraftKings team because I think the New York Giants team uh, is going to struggle against on this uh, struggle against uh, Andrew Luck because he will move this ball around. Now that he's got a running game too, it's a whole new Luck. So thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, let's go to the next one. It is uh, this game is going to be on Sky. It is, actually has playoff implications, which is why they're showing it. Ten and four Houston uh, versus the seven and seven Philadelphia Eagles. 
Uh, Wentz is out. He may never play again. His back and knees are messed. Nick Foles is in. That's right. Napoleon Dynamite is in. Um, will Houston be looking ahead? Will they really care about this one? Uh, is Philly, do they have what it takes to keep going? I, I, I think Houston wins this. Um, I I thought Houston were really gritty against the Jets last last Saturday. I thought it was it was a nicely ground out win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fairbairn was electric with his field goals, and, and you know, to be honest, that's going to help you win tough games in December. Um, I, I I like the Nick Foles story, and I, I enjoy sure. the fact that he's getting another go. But uh, I don't think Philly has enough to keep up with Houston personally. Um, I think that you know DeAndre Hopkins speaks for himself. He's he's just absolutely elite at what he does, and some of the plays he was making last week and the weekend before are just you know more than video game plays, really. Sure. Um, so I, I mean, for, for, I have it twenty four twenty one Houston. Okay. Um, I I see it being tight, but I think Houston could. Uh, could pull this one off. I think they need to really, as they try and get one of those one of those buys in the uh, in the AFC. Yeah, uh, I have this. Uh, what really impressed me last week was the pass rush of uh, Philadelphia against the Rams. Man, they were all okay. over. You know, Jared Goff was yeah. he was discombobulated. He didn't know what the heck he was doing. Were they playing this because it was a statement game because they're underdogs? Whatever it is, I think Philadelphia has found a bit of their juice back, and I have them winning this game. Okay, thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, the offensive line of Houston is absolutely horrible. Deshaun Watson is struggling, I find, with him trying to get rid of the ball. Um, so I really have Houston uh, struggling in this one. I think they're going to take a lot of sacks. Lamar Miller is not going to go anywhere. DeAndre Hopkins might have a bit of a big game because Philly will struggle to, to defend that deep ball. But I have this one Philly 30-27. to 27. Tight game. I can't be mad about that. You know, the Eagles last week against the Rams were super impressive. They played a game I did not expect them to get anywhere yeah. near close. So fair, fair enough. I can see that. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see how we go. We'll see how that <laughs> one goes. That'll be on Sky. We'll be watching that one at the Greenwood Sports Bar. Come join us. It's in your Victoria Station. Room for 250 people upstairs in the NFL Lounge. Also join us downstairs. Lots of room, lots of TVs. Moving on to the uh, NFC North. Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, the seven six and one Vikings versus the five and nine Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit up and down. You know Matt Stafford is uh, worried about his health. I don't know if how he's been. Uh, he seems to be struggling. Minnesota still holding on to the sixth seed. Um, even though they fired their offensive coordinator, they've really started to, to play well. Um, will uh, Kirk Cousins have a good game in this one? Who knows. I, yeah, I'm going to say this through gritted teeth. They looked good against Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Dalvin Cook. Um, I think he's he's added a nice uh, a nice punch to their running game. Latavius Murray did okay in relief, but D- Dalvin is, is just a little bit more explosive and a better pass catcher out of the backfield when he gets to go. And um, I think he's someone who can who can really help them in this one. Um, I do. I think Minnesota wins this. I think they're actually probably going to sneak into the playoffs as the sixth seed in the NFC. I, to I face have the that. Bears. Uh, yes, and I, I you know I, I I don't see Minnesota winning a playoff game. No, um, I don't see Kirk Cousins in any way validating the contract that he has. No. Um, but I, I, I think they'll win this one. I have it 24-17 Minnesota. Um, okay. Detroit, I really like Kenny Golladay. I think he's 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 a really nice yeah. weapon for them. And I think in the future, he and Stafford can develop something. But Detroit doesn't really have a lot to play for in this. And I, I just think Minnesota are on a, a, a mini roll, having had a pretty comprehensive victory last weekend. And yeah. I, I think they need to win more than Detroit does. Detroit always seems to me to be one of those teams, especially this year, that they do well against shit, or they do well against good teams and shit against bad teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know whether Minnesota was a good team or a bad team. I'm, I'm going to say they're sort <laughs> of no bad. Does, yeah. But carry on Johnson, I think he'll have a big day. Minnesota will struggle against a run. I see Stafford just throwing this ball around to him a lot. 
I have Minnesota winning this one, not covering the spread, though. I've got a 26-24. Mm-hmm. Um, very close game that I, I see this game being because Detroit will be at home. It's dome time. Uh, it's Christmas in Detroit. Um, everyone will got paid. Yeah. <laughs> the, the factories will be crunching out electric cars. But, uh, yeah, I've got this one, uh, Matt Stafford and company, getting it close but not winning this one. Okay, now we move to another uh, NFC team, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Five, eight, I, knew, I knew that was coming. 5-8-1 uh, against the 4-10 New York Jets, who, who kept in the game for a while last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, looked like he hurt himself in the game where he, they, they lost to the Bears last week. I don't know if anyone knows that. Just want to re- reinforce they did lose to the Bears. Uh, he tried that Hail Mary just before the half, and it looked like he pulled his groin. Um, and they're also saying Balaga might be out and Randall Cobb might be out as well. Um, so you, you wonder what's going to happen in this game. New York, uh, nothing really to play for, but they're at home. Whereas Green Bay, they don't have a playoff chance. Just whatever you people at home still think, they don't have a playoff chance. <laughs> um, please, please explain how much you don't like the Green Bay Packers. Just, I, just they're a division rival. <laughs> I like them better than I like the Patriots. So let's... No, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, is a big thing. And, and you've got New York, they've got Elijah McGuire coming in. Um, and, you know, Sam Darnold had a, a pretty good game until it all fell apart for them last week. Uh, what are your predictions in this one, Colin? I, I was really impressed by the Jets against Houston. Um, they, they, they hung with them in a game I thought would be a relatively straightforward Houston win. Um, Lamar Miller getting a bit banged up might have contributed to that, but I, I, I was impressed by the Jets' defense. They did get to Deshaun Watson and, and put some pressure and mm-hmm. get some sacks on him. Robbie Anderson had a really nice game, and he's quietly been quite an effective wide receiver yeah. over the last couple of years. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Green Bay um, quite comprehensively, to be completely honest. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bet that... I'm going to bet that the Rodgers quote-unquote injury isn't quite as bad as first suspected. I've got it 31-17 Green okay. Bay. Um, I think that the Aaron Rodgers going crazy game is, is probably coming this weekend uh, in his anger at the uh, club dub celebrations of the sure. Bears and everything, which I think were totally valid. Um, but I could see the, pay, the, the Packers, excuse me, um, going a little bit crazy on the Jets and, and the Jets just not really being good enough to keep up. Okay, well, I have uh, Green Bay losing this one. <laughs> uh, I, it's, uh, I, I just, he's not there. He's not all there. Even in the second half, the Bears, we were all over him. He couldn't put anything together. You know, Aaron Jones not being used uh, effectively. Um, I have New York winning this one 24-23, entertaining the home crowd fa- uh, fans. I see Santa Claus and Buddy the Elf flying over the stadium. As everyone breaks into a group song, Aaron Rodgers cries. Olivia Munn rows out in the field, throws her panties to the crowd, everyone loses it, and then Aaron Rodgers cries and begs for her to take him back. Uh, and then, then Danica Patrick is all upset. I don't know if I've thought about this enough, but... Um, that yeah. sounds like a very specific situation. I uh, think no, your no. prediction should only win if it exactly happens like you just explained it. And then, and then a bear gets out and eats it. Uh, well, yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, that would be one way to guarantee. A bear just, runs into the... Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh! And then it's like, it's a Christmas miracle! <laughs> Rips off his head. <laughs> bear down. Uh, so yeah, I've got this one. Uh, New York winning this one by one point, upsetting Green Bay, uh, ruining Christmas for everyone uh, in Wisconsin. Um, Sucking your cheese. Yeah, I will. I will say the loss of Aaron Jones, who they put on IR this week, is, yeah. is quite big. Um, Jamal Williams will, will do a job, I guess. He but won't. Aaron do it, Jones it, it, is explosive, and he was. Really and they, were, they weren't just using him well enough, and no. it is it is sad about that. Uh, speaking of sadness, how about that state of Ohio? Um, <laughs> It's the Battle of Ohio. Six and eight, uh, Cincinnati versus the Steeman. Six, seven, and one, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland favored by seven points 
after putting a beat down on Cincinnati a few weeks ago, when Baker Mayfield in week 12 went 19 for 26, 258 yards and four touchdowns, um, Derek Carr torched Cincinnati last week. Is this is this a, 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 another game where Jeff Driscoll and company just go downtown and they're done? I, I don't see a chance for Cincinnati in this. I, I actually I actually really like Cleveland. Uh, firstly, I, I've really enjoyed Baker Mayfield um, this year. I, I think he's got he's got grit. He's got personality. Um, all the all the criticisms of him for his antics during college, I understood. Mm-hmm. I, however, liked every single one of them and thought yeah. that he he had a little bit of personality. You know, we criticize our young sports people for not expressing themselves, and then yeah. when they do, oh well, you know, you've got to behave properly. And so I, I'm I'm a Baker fan, and I I, I think Cleveland have been. Uh, unlucky, honestly, not to have won a couple more games this year and actually be in the playoff hunt. And I think they technically still are mathematically alive, but I think yeah. it's similar to that Aaron Rodgers situation for them to get in. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be a few miracles. I do think they'll win this game, and, and quite comfortably, to be fair. Um, I have it 31-14 okay. for Cleveland. Um, I think they'll they'll take care of Cincinnati. Joe Mixon probably gets you uh, a rushing touchdown and causes a couple of problems. But the, the Cleveland defense is is, is actually yeah. quite impressive. Well, the Cleveland defense, we talked about Joe Mixon. They shut down Philip Lindsay the other yeah. week. So, I mean, they're really good at stopping the run. Um, and I think Nick, I think Chubb is going to have a really huge game as well. Um, but, yeah, I've got this as a blowout. I've got actually 31, 31 to 20 was my prediction. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, they're going to continue to steam along. Cleveland will be happy. Santa and Buddy the Elf might fly by and <laughs> drop a bunch of reindeer shit on them. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's been good moves for them. The defense has been impressive. Um, you know, Hugh Jackson being gone uh, and having him on the sidelines again is just going to that fire, you know, like yeah. I mean, well, you saw you saw Baker Mayfield speak about it after the first yeah. game, saying you know you don't you don't leave us and go to one of our rivals, and effectively could be handing them all the inside information. Probably should be if yeah. you're if you're employing Hugh Jackson. So I that's another motivating factor for sure. Back sure. in Cleveland, and yeah, I, I only see it going one way. Yeah, and that's it, one way indeed. So let's go to our late games. Uh, this game will not be on Sky, uh, and why should it be? It's the Rams versus Arizona. Arizona. Really looking for the first draft pick this year. Um, and then you have got, you know, Jared Goff struggled last week. Uh, did they figure him out? Will he rebound this week? And uh, what about Todd Gurley? Will he have a big day? I think he will. Arizona, they don't have anything. They don't have a, you know, they, they're not using David Johnson. Josh Rosen sucks. How do you see this? Yeah, I mean, you feel sorry for everyone who took David Johnson in the first round of fantasy drafts this year because it just has not gone the way it was supposed to. Um, Yeah, Arizona are are fairly appalling. Um, I'm amazed they've even won three games, really. Um, And the Rams, on the other hand, you know, Goff being pretty much handled by Philly last week and by Chicago before that. And so... Yeah, you've, you've got to kind of look at that and say maybe uh, some uh, chinks starting to show in the LA Armour, who've mm-hmm. looked very good all year. Um, and I think they're angry because they yeah. were humbled by Philly. And I think they come out and absolutely uh, put a whooping on Arizona. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, I have it 35-17, which okay. may be a little bit ambitious for the amount of points Arizona can score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the uh, the Rams will win comfortably. You, if you offered me Rams minus twenty, I might even take that in this game. Sure, um, fourteen I, is good enough for now. Yeah, fourteen will do. But the uh, the the Rams are. I agree with you wholeheartedly on Gurley. I mean, he's he's a special talent, and yeah, you know, I I I, th- I think they'll they'll run through them and uh, continue to try and uh, push their way up the rankings in the NFC. I wholeheartedly agree. I've got a fairly similar score, forty two fifteen. I have this one. Uh, I just see this as a statement game. Screw you guys. You know, we're going to hit the home field. We're the best. Um, so I see the Rams just dummying them down in this one. Uh, okay, now my team. The 10-4 and 4 Chicago Bears 
facing the plucky 4-10 San Francisco 49ers. Uh, San Francisco obviously winning last week over Seattle. Uh, Mullins, you know, had no tools at his disposal, but was able to do it. Um, but Chicago defense, they've never faced a team like the Chicago Bears and their defense. Will Chicago be looking ahead to Minnesota next week? Will they look uh, and overlook San Francisco as a four-point favorites? I'm not going to come on your show and not pick hey, the hey. Bears to win. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to insult yeah. you like that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think I think the defense of Chicago is just too impressive. Um, yeah, honestly, an absolutely incredible set of talent put together, um, all the way from you know Khalil Mack to Eddie Jackson and everyone else in, in between. Um, I, I have a personal vendetta out against George Kittle oh, okay. uh, for San Francisco 49ers for single-handedly knocking me out of three fantasy football playoffs in one week. Wow, with his, Kittle. With his, yeah, his all-time tight end game a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, so, uh, you know, everything I've heard about George is that he's a very nice guy, but personally, he's on my uh, Christmas he's naughty list. He's on my list. naughty list. All right, list, yeah. just so you know, Kittle, if you're listening to this show, yeah, I'm, Callum, I'm has, coming for you. Callum has bones with you, man. Yeah, um, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm not picking San Francisco either way for both the George Kittle reason and being in your uh, yeah. wonderful show reason. Um, I, there is a question mark of, you know, did, did Chicago have the NFC North Championship hangover? You know, we've won it. Yeah. We finally, finally killed Aaron Rodgers. We've slain the dragon. Do we now just, you know, drink Kaiparinas on the beach and, and kick back and relax? But I think as they try yeah. in what will be a, a valiant effort but just falling short of getting a, a first-round buyer, I think the Bears will win this. I have it 28-17. Okay. Um, I think... I think San Francisco will, will get some points, but I, I think the Bears' defense is, is is too good to make it that close. See, the problem I've had this year is that Chicago has struggled on the road against shitty teams. Mm-hmm. We lost. We almost we lost to Miami. Yep, that's we almost lost team. to Arizona, and we lost to the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, and we we struggle against good tight ends, which is Kittle is. Yeah. So I see this being a very tough game for Chicago, also because they'll be looking ahead. I still see it's winning it, though, but not covering the spread. Okay. I see it as 27-24 game. I will be biting whatever fingernails are left. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trubisky, I think that, that their defense, they mix it up a bit. They're a bit wild. And I think Trubisky's going to struggle a bit because they are they do come at the defense is one of their things that come at people really quickly. But I see him dishing the ball off to Cohen a lot. Uh, I think using Jordan Howard would also be a good option. But Bears will win. It'll be, it'll be tight. We will be watching this game at the Princess Alex in Crouch End. If anyone wants to come, Calma, if you want to quit work, um, come join us. We'll be watching it there till the wee hours. Uh, so come watch it with us. The game that will be on Sky is this game, uh, Pittsburgh versus New Orleans. Pittsburgh 8-5-1 after beating the New England Patriots last week. New Orleans 12-2. Uh, New Orleans 5.5-point favorites in this one. Everybody's talking about, oh, they're, they're dropping points. They're not winning. What's going to happen? Drew Brees, he's done. Um, will this be a statement of game for Drew Brees? Um, and uh, what, will Pittsburgh be able to, to keep on rolling? I, I honestly have almost no notes on this one because I just genuinely couldn't make my mind up. I just went, this was the one that yeah. I really went back and forth on constantly. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with the Saints. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be close. Uh-huh. Um, I like I like Pittsburgh um, and for them to roll from the Patriots when just kind of like the Bears finally yeah. slain uh, Aaron Rodgers, the Pittsburgh Steelers finally getting one over Tom Brady. I have it 29-28 New Orleans. Okay. Um, I, I wanted it to be a, a one point game and maybe yeah. I, I could see Pittsburgh being up and New Orleans pulling the LA go for two yeah. to win the game um, because that's just the sort of thing Sean Payton would do. Um, I 
I, I like the New Orleans, the team and the way they're playing right now. Um, I think, I will just say special shout out to Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it's a travesty. He wasn't in the Pro Bowl as well. Yeah, Terry, um, yeah, very bad. He's had a very good season. Um, I, I don't see it as a six-point game. I, I think I think Ben and... Uh, the, the, the Steelers will stay with them um, though the New Orleans defense is understandably talented and I won't be mad if you're going with a with a bigger spread than I have but I'm going to say by one the by one <clears throat> see yeah, my whole thing is it's New Orleans at home yeah. New Orleans okay. at home you know they've struggled against Dallas they struggled against Tampa Bay because they were, they were road games and they've had a bunch of road games lately but at home they're a different beast they're in the dome they're at home it's Christmas who dat? Who day? Who it's dem? Yeah. Who who the hell? Um, <laughs> New Orleans. I got this one forty to thirty. Wow. You know, New, okay. New Orleans. It's going to be a, a high flying game. Because yeah. Big Ben. That's the problem that New Orleans has is that they're getting better at stopping the run. So James Conner's not going to have a good game. But they're really good at uh, torching you. Yeah. And New Orleans can't cover it. And Juju uh, Schuster Smith, Smith Schuster, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, even Vance McDonald. I see yeah. him just throwing the ball around. You know, Ben loves to chuck the ball, and he's just going to chuck it around. He'll have lots of time to throw it. But on the other side, you see Kamara. You know, Thomas will probably get covered by Joe Hayden. So, you know, New Orleans will, will mix that ball around. But I've got New Orleans 40, Pittsburgh 30. It's going to be an awesome game. Princess Alex, come join us for wings. The uh, late game. Uh, the This one will be on technically Christmas Eve morning. Um, this was Kansas City at Seattle. Uh, Kansas City, um, obviously playing a lot worse uh, since Kareem Hunt is out. Um, is Ware and Damian Williams going to be able to step up? And the defense is doing a lot better now that Eric Berry is back. But Seattle, obviously, uh, has been playing really good, aside from that loss last week. Um, Chris Carson has been emerging as a really good running threat. Uh, how do you like this game, Cal? Uh, this is the one I'm most looking forward to watching, um, along with that Pittsburgh-New Orleans one. I think they're yeah. both really good games. Obviously, glad they're on primetime on Sky. Um, I, I, I actually fancy KC to bounce back in this one. I think the heartbreak against the Chargers of, you know, getting beaten by that two-point conversion and not even having a chance to respond, yeah. I think that can really motivate a team. Sure. Um, I've, I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. Uh, I think he's been fantastic all year. Um and certainly has been for my fantasy teams. And I agree with you that I think Chris Carson's a real nice emerging talent who, you know, had another touchdown last week and a good game. And uh, I was really surprised that they lost to the 49ers. I, th- yeah. I thought Seattle would be able to pull that one out. Um, but I- I'm going 31-27 Kansas okay. City. Um, I, 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 like, I like some points, but I, yeah, I think they'll cover that spread. Um, I think as tough a place to go as Seattle in prime time is, I just feel like Mahomes, you know, flourishes under the lights. Yeah. I know I know they lost in prime time against New England. I know they lost the game of the year against the Rams, but I don't personally put either of those on Mahomes and I think you've got to talk more about the Kansas City defense and like you mentioned with yeah. Eric Berry coming back is is a huge changer for them. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got it the same. This will be a great game. Uh, I don't know if I'll have the ability to stay up because I'll be getting ready for Santa Claus. Um <laughs> But uh, Russell Wilson has really shown some great pocket patience lately, uh, being able to run and pass the ball around. Uh, Chris Carson ending up a big game. But Kansas City, as you say, uh, you know, I think their sort of skid skid mark stops here. The win, it'll be a tight one. They'll cover the spread. I've got a 27 to 24, Kansas City. Uh, very tight, um, but very exciting game. And now, <clears throat> now we go to our final game. This game is our Christmas Eve, technically Christmas morning game. Yeah. So um, if you're like me, I will probably be watching this game. Uh, because I'm single and my daughter is with my ex-wife. So, uh, uh, Denver, 6-8 and eight versus 3-11 and 11, Oakland. Oakland has been playing some fun football lately, i got to tell you. Uh, they've, been, they've been really pushing people. Uh, and Denver, obviously losing last week, uh, gutting uh, for them to be out of it. 
Um, so uh, this one will be on at 1.20 in the morning on Christmas. Uh, so Santa will be watching this game. Uh, how, how do you see this game going, Calm? The, the Christmas miracle. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Wade, and everyone else in the yes. UK. You've got a game that nobody wants to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I wish they would have flexed this one out and put something else in its oh, place, yeah. but uh, not to be. I mean, uh, part of me wants to cheer for Oakland just because they've signed Nathan Peterman to their practice oh, squad this God, week, yeah. which is, uh, you know, that's good enough for me to cheer for you in my book. Um, but I, I fancy Denver in this one. Um, okay. I think they're... I, I really like Philip Lindsay. I've had a really nice, I've had a real uh, love affair with him this year. I think he's great. Um, I know they've lost Emmanuel Sanders and maybe don't have the the deep threat that they have. Um, I just have yet to be really convinced by John Gruden's ability to really yeah. uh, win football games. I couldn't believe the Pittsburgh game a couple of weeks ago, which I know you had a you had a stake on that one, and that's unbelievably impressive. Um, I. I, I see I see them covering the spread. I, I see a twenty four fourteen Denver. Okay. Um, which I don't know that everyone will agree with, um, but I think that I think that Denver just probably has a little bit too much for Oakland. And as as much as I've liked Derek Carr in the past, he's he's not hit those heights this year. And that could just be the transition, and they don't appear to have a home and things like yeah. that. Um, so we'll see. But I, I I like the Broncos in this one. I, I like I like Miller and Chubb to cause some problems and get to get to Carr and and see if the Broncos can pull this one off. Yeah, I mean, this will be good. I mean, I, the, the one thing that Denver has struggled against is that deep ball. Uh, they can, they've struggled, they've been able to clamp down the run, but the deep ball they haven't. And that's where Carr has been playing well, even though he's like throwing to Aitman and, and nobody else. Yeah. Uh, but I have Oakland winning this one. I have oh. Oakland actually been doing really well in this one. I've had a 24 to 20 victory. Mm-hmm. Denver, I think everything fell out of the game for them last week. Now that they're out of it, uh, having been so close, uh, Oakland, I know, even though they do want to hold on to that final pick or get that first round draft, They've been winning. They've been playing fun. I think they're enjoying themselves. I see this continuing. Derek Carr having a good game. 24 to 20 is my call for Oakland to win this one. And if you want to watch that, uh, watch it at your own house. I'll be watching <laughs> with friends. Um, that's our week uh, 16 predictions. Uh, Callum joining me here. Uh, we'll have you back next week if you want to come on next Thank week. Thank you. Yes, I'd love and, to. Uh, and watch the games. As I said, at 6 o'clock, we'll be watching it at the Prince, or sorry, at the uh, Greenwood Sports Bar, right across from Victoria Station. And then after that, we'll be heading up to Crouch End uh, for a little late night shenanigans. It is Christmas Eve Eve, um, so stay late. Who cares? Uh, you can get drunk. Um, I would I would guess that 60% of the teachers in the UK are hungover today. I know in my kids' class, it's movie day. Uh, we're doing movie day because they were all out caning it last night. They probably stink like bags of shit. Anyway, uh, that's NFL None of this week. Uh, please listen to the program, subscribe, share it. Make love to it. Give it to someone as a Christmas present. Thanks for listening.